You're listening to the Paul Prosize Podcast. And now Paul Prosize. Welcome in, guys. Thank you for joining me once again. I am going to be talking to you about um, social media again. And here's the thing. Um, I saw some stuff posted by friends. Like I've told you on my on my personal stuff, I follow and I have friends that are all over the political spectrum. And I, I really do try to hear what they have to say or at least look at it and see if um, what they're saying is true. I stopped engaging actually on my, like uh, specifically Facebook, I stopped engaging because it almost always ends up in a shouting match and then somebody gets blocked. And I I just, I've gotten kind of tired of that. I grew grew past that uh, a few years ago. Um, there's a couple people that um, specifically um, that um, I love. And when you're face-to-face with them, um, are immensely pleasant people, but we turn on internet and they become massive trolls. And, um, I have that on the right and the left. And so, um, political spectrum doesn't really matter as far as, um, this, but what are we doing on social media? Um, really, um, has become frustrating to me. And one of the stories that I've seen in the last day or two, um, is um, with the Austin shooting. And then the police, yesterday I talked about the Aurora shooting um, on I-225. Um, and there's still com- stuff coming out on that and waiting for um, official, official police reports. And we're still waiting for official police reports in um, Austin as well. The problem I'm seeing is that um, all too often what we see is an immediate knee-jerk reaction or posting of things that we may not know to be true. The problem is when we know them not to be, not to be true and we post them anyways, or we don't do any kind of research. Um, so I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw this story posted about four or five times, um, reshared or shared, I guess on, on Facebook. And it was from, um, Sean King, um, somebody that I'm not a big fan of. Um, I, I just don't, I'm, I'm not a, just his stuff that he promotes and things are, um, I, I believe to be very hateful, um, and not productive more, most often. Um, you'll know him as the individual that, um, has claimed a lot of things turns out to be false. Um, a lot of his claims have been completely false. In fact, his whole persona, um, just, just look into him. Um, is fairly fake. And so, um, when I, when I see anything posted by him, of course, I I think my knee jerk reaction is like, Oh, that's not true. But what I saw was, um, him post something. And then I, I was wondering why several people had reposted this. Um, and then one of, one of my friends was um, fairly conservative and the other person was fairly liberal and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is really bad. You know, what, whatever. And one person had said, whatever your political perspective, this is bad. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to look into this. Cause I did I honestly didn't know too much of the story, just what I've seen on Twitter and that kind of stuff. So we, what I do is I, like I've told you, I try to research things from um, the perspective. And what I did is um, this is the post here on Facebook and it's Sean King. Um, it's got some pictures of Garrett Foster. Garrett Foster is the individual um, that was shot and killed um, the other night in Austin 
um, during a protest. And what had happened was that there was a, um, a protest and um, the, um, the group is um, marching on um, and traffic, they're kind of walking through and then traffic is kind of meeting them and um, because they're just downtown, they're not, there's no um, traffic uh, stopping going on. Um, and then they kind of start marching and all of a sudden they kind of overtake um, some cars and then you see a car roll up, honk their horns and you see a, a group, a group of people immediately surround the, the car that honked. And according to a video and, and I've watched the video probably five or six times now, um, it's about two and a half hours long. So I've, you know, I've scrolled through it, but I've, I've gone through to really look at this video and, and see things that um, people aren't as, um, either necessarily reporting or if they're reporting it, um, it's skewed. So I kind of want to give you both sides. Um, so this side that I, I see here from Sean King, and for those of, those of you that are just listening, it says um, that's Garrett Foster, and he has um, four pictures of um, him and his fiance. Um he was an unarmed, nonviolent demonstrator last night in Austin, Texas, and was shot and killed protesting in Black Lives for Black Lives Matter with his fiance Whitney. A man tried to run protesters over with car, then fired eight shots at them, killing Garrett, who was pushed who was pushing Whitney in a wheelchair. She's a quadruple amputee. And they've been together since they were kids. Just heartbreaking. He's a modern martyr for civil rights, but he shouldn't be. I'm so crushed for his family. And then he says, please follow grassroots law at grassroots law. We're working hard in all 50 states and need your help. Volunteer and donate now at grassrootslaw.org. Okay, question mark. I think my initial response is anytime I see somebody pushing their own agenda <laughs> and they've got their um, their website linked on there, that's initially what kind of sparked in my mind. I'm like, wait a second, I need to look into this. Well, no, the first thing was it was from Sean King. So anything Sean King, I just I have an immediate reaction to. But like I told you, I had several friends that had posted this and all of various political spectrum. So I wanted to pay attention to the story and I had talked about it yesterday and po- uh, on the podcast. And so I wanted to circle around to talk, talk to you guys about this. And so what I did of course is start Googling things and, and try to find out what the true story is. If this is true, then man, we need to talk about that. If somebody really did try to run them down, then we need to talk about that and hold that person accountable. The problem is when I started researching it, I found everything but what was claimed here by Sean King. So, of course, uh, one of the first places I typically go to is Twitter because you can find both sides pretty quick or all sides pretty quick. It's getting harder and harder because Twitter is pulling down stuff pretty quickly now. And so all I did was, you know, Google the stories and of course you can find awesome uh garrett foster and a look at the news see what the news is saying uh witnessed uh, austin black lives matter shootings says that 
driver incited the violence. Okay, well, let's look into that. <coughs> Austin protest shooting, the story behind Garrett Foster, so I looked into that. I've, I started looking at all these things. And they've got um, pictures of the two during protests, and um, she can typically be seen holding a Black Lives Matter thing or um, in, engaging in chants. And he's either close by with somebody else pushing pushing her, or she he's pushing her wheelchair. So those are the those are the pictures that the majority of news agencies are posting of of those two. So one of the news stories linked to the live video. Now I'd seen a couple pieces of the of the live video on different news agencies, New York times had it and several other places. And so I'd seen a portion of the, the shooting. You can hear eight shots. First you can hear five shots ring off and then you can hear another three shots ring off. And it's during um, a black lives protest. And what um, I found out that th this is the video it's from M Haram. Um, it's a, it was a live broadcast. And I said, like I said, it was two, two hours and 30. Okay. So it's two hours and 39 minutes long. It starts off during the day or in the later evening um, when it's still light outside and it follows the crowd for that amount of time. And I've scrubbed through that um, whole thing. <clears throat> so the claim is that he was unarmed. That same sentiment has been tweeted out there. In fact, this post here, Agitator in Chief, he was the first, that was the first post that I saw on Twitter. Um, and it, of course, that's going to be your biggest hit because it's got 36,000 6, 36, likes and 16,000 retweets and comments. So it's obviously made a pretty big reach. So that claim out there is that this was an unarmed person peacefully protesting with his fiancée. Now, I'm not going to claim that he wasn't peacefully protesting, but I am going to challenge the narrative, the false narrative, it turns out, that this was an unarmed man. Now, I'm going to support anybody's Second Amendment right to carry a gun. Concealed, not concealed, whatever. Open, open carry. If you are required to be permitted in your city, then be permitted to carry your gun. Apparently, this person, uh, Garrett, was permitted um, according to his in-laws, one report has his in-laws or his fan of some of his family members saying that he was um, always carrying because he wanted to protect himself. Was a big advocate for or against um, police violence, and um, alongside his fiancee was a big advocate for Black Lives Matter and a lot of the protests. And had been there every every night that the protests have been going on. As long as it's peaceful, and you're not harming somebody or impeding somebody's rights. Go ahead and protest. I may not agree with you and your cause, but go ahead and go ahead and protest. I'll support that 100%. The problem is when you keep going through and, and scrolling through what people are saying is they say, hey, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have a stake in anyone's incarceration, but to all the trolls that say Garrett Foster fired his gun first, wait a second. You just said that he was unarmed. He was murdered. So apparently this guy drove into and marched and shot Garrett. 
listen, all deaths are tragic. But the narrative of this man not owning a gun or having a gun during this protest is flat out false. Here, let me show you. So I went through that video, that live video, and within a couple minutes, you can actually see photos of him holding a gun. In fact, within the first 10 seconds of the video, (laughs) he's right there holding a gun alongside his fiance. He's got an AK style, AK 47 style rifle. Most likely semi-automatic because in order to have a fully automatic, it's you have to have special licensing. So that background hasn't come around, come back around. So here's a closer look. He's got dis, you know, great disciplined uh, control, finger control. Apparently, he's got some military in his background, so he's operating that firearm responsibly, as it from, it looks like to me. And his fiance is right next to him in the wheelchair. This is. This picture that we're looking at now, people that are just listening, um, ha- is later at night. It's two um, hours and almost 30 minutes into the, into the broadcast from this um, in Haram. And this is a screen grab I grabbed from, from this. And you can see him again, finger off trigger. Uh, apparently, it's very grainy. Um, you know, if they're live broadcasting from a phone or something like that, I'm, it's bound to have some issues um and some clarity i think it was coming in at like 480p or something like that so the the clarity was not um, amazing um but you can see him basically probably about 10 minutes before the shooting happens so you go through and you can see this footage i'm not going to play the footage because i don't want to deal with the whole rights issue and stuff i'm giving full credit to Imharam for for all of that um but the problem is that narrative just within the first two to three minutes of me Googling stuff was shot down. And then I, I guess what, what I want to talk about is why are we not just doing a minimum of fact checking? That took me three to five minutes max to find that stuff. Now watching through the video, it took me a little bit longer to find all the stuff. There's, there's quite a few different spots that you can see him walking and marching along in the crowd with gun, whatever. If he's there to protect what he feels is being protective of the group, okay. That's perfectly fine. I, I, I don't have a problem with somebody protecting their friends and, and loved ones or a group. I may not agree with your cause, like I've said, but you're perfectly allowed to do that under the law. Problem is, when you get to the incident, you, you see several things happen. You see the car go through or coming up. The crowd is marching along. There's already traffic, so they're kind of overtaking the traffic, and that's the biggest issue that I'm seeing with this in their narrative. So they're overtaking this traffic. This guy's this car is just trying to get out of the way. seems like they're trying to take a left turn. And get out of the get out of the area. He honks his horn, and you see 20, 15 to twenty, maybe thirty people surround the car immediately. Now, like I've said in the last podcast, if you if you've been hearing the news, 
and seeing people pulled out of their cars getting beaten, you know that there's now that now as of today, I think there's 29, maybe even 30 deaths surrounding these protests. When you're constantly hearing and seeing these things on the news or your social media feeds, there's a reasonable expectation that this could turn violent and your life is in threat. And what it turns out is, even though the left and the media has pushed out an agenda and said, this man wasn't even armed and he was murdered right where he stood, what we see is completely different. Now, we don't have any, from what I've seen, any clear views of the, of the shooter. Um, but there has been somebody that's come forward and said, I was the person that shot. And then the other person exchanged fire. The driver got out of his vehicle or whatever. Uh, there's not full details of, of the incident yet. The um, Austin Police Department has said that they're still investigating and they'll have a full report soon enough. They've... Um, had both suspects, uh, the shooting suspects, in. Nobody's been arrested currently. Now, it gets tricky because if that person felt like he was an imminent threat or being, or being hit or himself or something like that, and he's shooting, and then they shoot back, you hear shots, you see a man with a gun right in front of you, maybe that man is not pointing his barrel at you with finger on trigger, but he's got a gun right in front of you, and all you hear is five shots ring out. Bum, 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 bum. You have a gun on you, on your person, in your car, whatever. You're there to defend yourself minimum. I don't know if there was anybody in the car. I, I haven't seen that. But you have standard ground laws and protections. And so things start to get a little bit murky at what who was in the right and that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to say who was guilty because I don't know that yet. I don't know what the investigation is going to say, but I am going to say that it is a complete false narrative and complete lie that's being pushed out there by the media and by people that I see on my social media. And it just takes a couple minutes to find out what's true and Sean King, of all people, is a liar, and he's using it to profit from his nonprofit. And I despise that idea. One of the things I'm hoping to do with this podcast is bring you truth and accuracy in things. I'm, I might get a little hyperbolic on occasion, but what really just irritates me is it's preying on people's knee-jerk reaction or true nature to care about people. It's a tragic that, that um, Garrett Foster has died. It's tragic. You know, it's a tragedy. The problem comes in when we just don't take a breath and care about everybody. Are we caring about that driver? Do we care about his story? Or are we just focused in our echo chambers and saying, oh, it must be X, Y, and Z. He was trying to run them over because we've seen that over and over. They're just trying to run them over. There's been some drivers that have tried to hurt people. Can't deny that. There's some videos of that. But there's a lot more videos of drivers being caught up either on the highways or 
on the on the side of the road and all of a sudden they are being swarmed and surrounded by people and there's been truck drivers and other people that have been pulled out and beaten bloody if not killed so we're not telling the full story are we or we're retreating to our safe spaces of the right wing and the left wing and saying i'm right they're wrong they're evil they're bad it's evil, easy to throw out that evil label. I've done it. I'm sure you've done it too. That group is so evil. Maybe they have bad intentions. It's, it very well could be. Maybe they have sinister and evil intentions to destroy what your value is, to tear down what you have valued your whole life in. Maybe you do consider that to be an evil thing, but we just throw that label out very easily. And what I'm asking you to do is to take a breath, spend a couple minutes, research what you're about to post and not post. And what I've done, even on those posts that for my friends, I wrote out a long reply. First time I would have replied to somebody in many years. And I deleted it because I did not think that it would have been productive. It would have instigated them to be frustrated and angry and then clack back at me, even though my response from my estimation at least was reasoned and and reserved and kind of what I'm doing right now is just saying, Hey, let's look at all the sides. That's what I hope to do with these things. I grabbed a few more screenshots. Um, having a problem bringing them up. I don't know why. So just, yeah, just before, yeah, they're just not coming up. I don't know. So anyways, there's, it just, I just think that we need to be doing better. Let's do social media better, if you will. <laughs> Let's just do a lot of things uh, better. I, I, I think our discourse has gotten to the point where we just don't care about the individual that's, that's typing things or we don't care about the things. And I keep bringing up the mask issue. And I bring that up specifically because I'm seeing both sides. I'm seeing that the need for masks, and I'm seeing some people that have legit reasons not to have masks, legit, but we're not willing to listen to it because we have chosen our sides and we're not going to give up any ground no matter what. I hate Trump, and I'm going to say that you're evil if you put a ma- if you don't put a mask on because you are a Trump supporter. When that might not even be who they are. We just we we are just looking at these things and saying, I have my rights. I am saying the right thing, and you will listen, or I'm going to block you or f you because you're not putting on a mask. What? I've had good friends post things on social medias that are saying, screw your rights, F you, put on your mask. Where is that coming from? What? Who are we becoming if that's who we are? And I, and I, sca- I, I stay away from those things and not engage because it's just going to become a shouting match or one-sided. And we've got to not 
put stuff out there if you're not willing to, to have an honest debate. I've said that just a couple weeks ago. And I swear the people that are seeing that have gotten even some, some of them have even gotten worse. Oh yeah, that's great. I'm going to give you a like. Now let me run over and clack out something that's even more hateful. Not that you have to listen to me or anything like that. Not that I'm a great authority on things because I have been somebody that's done that before. But I'm saying I've had enough of it and we've got to start doing things better. This is not the way to go about doing things. Posting and sharing something from Sean King, somebody that is trying to profit or tear down a narrative or post a narrative that is not true and then say, oh, by the way, give me some money. We've got to stop sharing that kind of bull crap. It's not productive. The newspapers and outlets are in it for their clickbaity bullcrap. But there's truth out there that you can find and you could be a better person. You could be a better content creator. You could be a better broadcaster. You can be a better anything. You can utilize that blue check mark, Twitter peoples, for better things instead of nasty, hateful rhetoric. I've loved Hollywood and making films like I've, I have this dream of becoming a filmmaker one day. I know it's not realistic, but I would have loved to have done that with my life at some point in time. And so I pay attention to a lot of the Hollywood stuff and people and it breaks my heart when I see nasty, hateful things coming out. Now I've grown used to it. Like, especially if you have a conservative view on things where we're used to having nasty responses from Hollywood. The thing that doesn't do anybody any good and maybe it makes them feel better is saying horrible things. Conservatives are evil. Donald Trump Jr. is whatever. I mean, come on. It's so hate-filled. Where is that coming from, and why do we need that? We need to start rejecting those things and push back on the narrative and saying, man, this is such a hate-filled idea. I'm going to reject this. I'm not, I'm not going to participate in this anymore. If you're going out to Black Lives Matter protests and you're truly concerned about the things that they are saying, then go, go about doing it. But if you're going out there and you are looking at it and saying, man, that group is becoming more and more violent, pushing more and more hateful rhetoric, then you need to stop and think if you really want to be a part of that. And if you're on the right side of things, if you start hearing these people are so bad, I'm going to stand up and oppose them. But the rhetoric starts going into, I hate this person because of whatever group you want to put anybody in. You might need to pause and say, is this who I want to be associated with? We all, every one of us need to start doing better. People in the church, if you are not speaking up and talking in love in these things, you are not doing your job as a follower of Christ. 
There are things that we just need to be doing better all across the board. We're going to be talking about things and ways to make our lives better in this podcast. I'm hoping to bring you a, um, a talk about how we can use things in our life to make our life better. I'm, I'm hoping to bring that sometime this week, maybe in the next couple of days. I just, I just think that we need to start having better rhetoric around things, better conversations, and have open and honest debates. You can find me on paulprocise.com. Go, go to my website. Send me a message. Send me a message on Twitter at paulprocise. I'm on all the things. You can find me anywhere, Gab and I don't know, all this stuff. Parlor thing. Yeah, just find me. I just just find where I'm at. You can connect with me anyway. But we've got to start having better rhetoric. If you disagree with me specifically and are willing to come on this show and talk with me, let's have an honest debate and an honest conversation. It can be lively, but it's not going to be centered in hate. We need to start doing better. We need to have better conversations and we need to be more honest in the things that we're putting out there because I don't believe that's happening. We can just be doing better. Will you join me in being better at those things? I hope you can. Go meet, go to paulprocess.com. Don't forget to like and share the video. Subscribe if you would. Definitely helps me out so I can do more of these things. Podcasts, if you're listening on a podcast, hit the like button, the heart button to share it. Let's start having better conversations. We can have talk, tough conversations. Talk about the things that matter to society and matter to you. We can do all of those things, but we need to have a better, a better presentation of, of the facts instead of this nasty rhetoric and, and false agendas, whatever it is. We can do better. Let's do better, guys. My name is Paul. You guys have a great day. Day.